Good morning. How many are already hot? Wow. Well, it's just going to be about an hour and a half sermon, so you're going to be just fine today. I'm wearing my sunglasses, so you don't know if I'm looking at you. I might be preaching on the outside, but I might be praying for your soul that's on Instagram on your phone, and I can see you, but you can't see that I'm looking at you, all right? Great to see you today. This is a wonderful day. I'm going to condense a 35-minute message into 20 minutes. Don't get used to it. And uh, we're going to have a great time today. Um, Today we're talking about peace. And before we get into that, I was praying for you while I was shooting baskets in my front yard with my dog, which is what I do. And I felt like God had a word that he wanted me to give today. So I want to be faithful to uh, convey this for whoever it is for. The prophetic word is this. Stop thinking about the people who don't like you. Start thinking about the people who love you. Stop thinking about the people who don't like you and start thinking about the people who love you. By the way, let me just help you with something. Um, There was a lot of people that didn't like Jesus. So you're never going to have everybody that likes you. So let's focus on the people that love you and let that build you up and help you become who you're created to be, all right? Uh, The scripture says, the word that we're talking about today is peace. And the Bible says that uh, one of the names of God is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Everybody say Shalom. Shalom. Some of you know what that word means. It was a Jewish greeting. And it was not just like when you entered or you met someone, but it was when you left as well. And it's kind of a cool thought that when you see someone, you say, hey, peace to you. Peace to your family, peace to this house, peace to this church uh, that I'm visiting today. And when you left, you also left with that blessing. May you have peace in your life. It was, it was a, a kind of a neat thing to say to people, uh, peace to you. Well, Paul, the Apostle Paul, when he would write his letters, he would almost always start with, with this. May God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, give you grace and peace. I had a friend text me this week, and he actually texted these words, may God give you grace and peace. It didn't feel like a a little saying that was from the Bible. It felt heartfelt. If someone is wishing the grace of God upon your life and the peace of God in your life, I'll receive that. Paul says, may God give you grace. It's not just grace from another person, but it's grace from God. It's not just peace uh, in your circumstances, but it's peace from God. Grace is getting the favor of God even though you don't deserve it. How many people have felt forgiven for things you don't, you don't deserve to be forgiven of? How many of you should have gone to jail? Remember the service is being recorded. All right. God forgives us in unmerited ways that we don't deserve. Grace is getting the favor of God that we don't deserve. May God give you forgiveness beyond um, anything in your life. And listen, I want to challenge you with this. Don't walk in guilt. Walk in grace. Uh, walk in the grace of God. Don't walk in guilt. If you're feeling guilt in your life, um, make sure it's not false guilt. Uh, God doesn't uh, condemn you. God convicts you to get you right back on track. And God convicts me all the time. So let God convict you, but don't, be con- don't feel condemned. And then it says, and may God give you peace. And I just want to stop and go, may God give you peace. Like, think about this greeting, th- this word peace, this fruit of the Spirit that we're talking about today. How would you like to have peace in your sleep? There's got to be somebody besides the pastor. <laughs> like peace in your, uh, in your physical body. Um, peace, uh, the peace of God in your home or the peace of God in your workplace. Some of you, your workplace, you're like, that would be better than cancer being cured. Peace of God in my workplace, pastor. You don't know how crazy it is at my work. Listen, the absence of conflicts uh, because of the blessing and the presence of the Lord, the peace of God. 
Paul says in Colossians, may God our Father give you grace and peace. Who doesn't want more peace in your life? Peace in that day did mean the absence of conflict, but it was more than that. As if that wasn't great enough, it carried this notion, may may you have peace, may all your needs be met. To wish that your, your needs, your material and physical needs would be met, that you would have contentment in your life. I wish you contentment. I pray that you're not striving and chasing after things that don't matter in your life. I wish contentment on you. I wish your needs to be met. And I wish that your relationships, you have good relationships with others. May you have the peace of God in these areas in your life. Again, in 1 Corinthians, Paul says, may God give you grace and peace. Once again, may you have the grace of God, the blessing of God in your life. Listen, may your life be free. Are you ready for this? May your life be free from anxiety, worry, violence, and strife. May you have peace in your life. May you be a person of peace. And may your life be free from anxiety and free from worry and free from violence and free from strife because the peace of God is in you and those around you. What a blessing. Peace with God, peace with others, and peace of mind. Let's start with that first one, peace with God. Man, here's the reality. Most people don't even understand that humans don't naturally have peace with God. I mean, if we're going to be honest, if we're going to read the Bible like we are sinners, qualified sinners, and every time we sin, we alienate God, we push God away, we do our way instead of his way. And that's why Jesus came to take care of that for us. But the reality is we got to come to some point in your life, and maybe you have or maybe you haven't, where you stop and say, I need peace with God. I need to get right with my maker, with my Lord and my Savior. Start with God. You know how horrible it is to not have peace with someone you love? Man, start with God. Lord, you created me. I want to be right with you. I don't want to steer away from you. I don't, want, I don't want to sin and do my own thing and just basically say you don't exist. Start with God. Let's find peace with God. The scripture says this. This is the message of the good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Peter Dagon. No. There is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. There is peace with God through Jesus he is the way that God has made. Therefore, since we've all been made right in God's sight um, by faith, we have, again, peace. We have peace with God because of who? Because of Jesus Christ and our Lord and what he has done for us. Listen, you have peace with God not because of your holy living. You have peace with God not because you got baptized at True Grace or anywhere else. You have peace with God because of what Jesus has done. And my friend, you are not powerful enough to take away the peace of God through Jesus. You know, if you cheated on your taxes, uh, if you were tithing and you stopped tithing, whatever you did, listen, you're not going to take away the peace of God. Jesus, it's through Jesus that we have a peace with God. Let's talk about the second one, peace with others. The Bible says something important, and it's important that we understand it, and it's even more important if we get this at a young age, it will save us ourselves a lot of heartache. It says this, if it is possible, don't forget that, if it is possible, secondly, as far as it depends on you, Live at peace with everyone. I, for one, am really glad that the Bible doesn't say live at peace with everyone no matter how much of a jerk they are. I love that the Bible actually like stops and says, hey, listen, if it's possible, like know if it's not possible. And sometimes you just got to move on. Um, but the scripture says clearly, if it is possible, and listen, as far as it depends on you, whatever's within your control, you be a person of peace and live at peace with people as much as you can control on your end. Isn't that good news? Like, live at peace with people. Uh, the last thing we need is a bunch of people who claim to follow Jesus that, that are unpeaceful people. 
that are difficult people. Don't be difficult. If you're difficult, don't tell them you go to True Grace. Tell them you go to the church down the street, okay? Peace with others. And listen, if peace with others is a challenge. After what we've been through the last two and a half years, I am certain that there is something that someone did to you, something that someone said to you, or something that someone believes about you that is unkind and unfair. Anybody? Anybody on this boat? Anybody on the pain train? If you're not, I don't like you, so now you are, okay? And I want to challenge you with people uh, who don't like you, people who say false things about you, people who believe unkind things or did something to you. Listen, can you do this? Can you let it go? There's something actually quite spiritually deep and important about letting go, releasing that pain. Let it go. Listen, do this. Give your mind a rest. Some of you, the person sitting next to you is like listening to the message, their mind is at peace, and your mind is just whirling right now. And I think the word that God would just say to you through this whole message is, would you just stop and give your mind a rest? Your mind needs a rest. You're driving your mind crazy. Give your mind a rest. Let it go. Don't, don't rehash it. Don't rehash it. Don't wait up after you forgave it, after you really, let it go. Give your mind a rest. Listen, Duke University did a study on peace of mind, and they found eight factors, uh, eight takeaways from this study. And here's the first one uh, that they found, this, uh, sec- the secular university. They said this, the absence of suspicion and resentment is a takeaway, is a factor in peace of mind. That People who have peace of mind, they have an absence of suspicion. They have an absence of, of resentment in their lives. Nursing a grudge is a major factor in unhappiness. And so they've learned... Not to, nurse, not to nurse that grudge, not to be suspicious, and not to be resentful of anyone. The second thing is this, uh, not living in the past. An unwholesome preoccupation with old mistakes and failures leads to depression. I guarantee you, somebody here today has an unwholesome preoccupation with the past, and you have to let go. It'll harm your presence Not living in the past, it leads to depression if you have an unwholesome preoccupation. Number three, not wasting time with energy and fighting conditions you cannot change. And the scripture already talks about that. Don't worry about those things that you cannot change. Worry about what you can change. Cooperate with life instead of trying to run away from it. Number four, force yourself to stay involved with the living world. Resist, this is their notes, resist the temptation to withdraw and become reclusive during periods of emotional stress. Come on, some of us, we are escape artists. That's it, I'm getting out of here. I gotta go hide, I gotta go be alone, I gotta get away from the chaos, and we understand that. But here's the irony, avoidance actually subtracts peace from our lives because those healthy relationships are missing in our lives. This is what the study came up with. Force yourself to stay involved with the living world. Resist the temptation. And we all understand it. Some of it's more of a challenge for some of us. Resist the temptation to withdraw and become reclusive during periods of emotional stress. Number five, refuse to indulge in self-pity when life hands you a raw deal. Accept the fact that nobody gets through life without some sorrow and misfortune. Number six, cultivate old-fashioned values, love, humor, compassion, and loyalty. Listen, don't let your heart be hardened. Keep being compassionate and keep laughing. Anybody a good laugher? 
That feeling when you're laughing and you begin to lose control and you can't stop laughing, what I found when that happens is I try to carry that laughter as long as I can. I'll start laughing at something small and, and I'll, I'll keep thinking about it, keep meditating it. And I, it is like making my body like reverberate and I'm laughing and it's getting like inappropriate and funny and crazy. And my daughter's like, what are you still laughing at? And I will keep laughing because it's like a, a release of tension, right? Laughter is important. Compassion is important. Uh, number seven, do not expect too much of yourself. When there is too wide of a gap between self-expectation and your ability to meet the goals you have set, feelings of inadequacy are inevitable. Man, there's setting high goals, and then there's just comparing yourself to everybody else. Be smart about that. And finally, number eight, and I love this, the university decided this, find something bigger than yourself to believe in. I would have started there, but I'm glad they got there, all right? (laughs) If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone around you. So know that you have the power to change. Let everything else go and give your mind a rest. And finally, peace within ourselves or peace of mind. Because peace is not only the absence of conflict, it is the presence of God and his peace in your life. In fact, for the believer, I love this, we can have the peace of God in the midst of great conflict. We have the peace of God in the cemetery, the peace of God in the hospital, the peace of God when someone's yelling and screaming, and we can go like, wow, you really have a hard, hard day and a big problem, but I'm sitting here with the peace of God, and I'm not letting this be robbed from me. Peace within ourselves, peace of mind in our lives. The Bible calls it a peace that passes understanding, and I've always liked that term. Philippians chapter 4 says, be joyful, be considerate, remember the Lord is coming, Don't worry, but pray and thank God for all that he's done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace that is beyond normal human understanding. His peace will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Listen, peace beyond your expectations, peace beyond your circumstances, a peace from God that is unexplainable. I've sat with people whose spouses just died and they say, I have a peace. And I've sat with people who have just got cut off and they have no peace. It's an inward condition. It's a character thing. Peace of God. And it's tied to grace in our lives. Every time Paul says, hey, I wish you grace, he also says, I wish you peace. They go together. How how does grace and peace go together so well? Listen, if you have grace and peace, the cares of this world do not lay so heavy on your head. When you are drenched with this concept that God knows you're not enough and yet he loves you just the way you are anyway, it's freeing. Somebody can say, you're not good enough. You'd be like, I know. Isn't it amazing that God still loves me? You're not good enough and you still haven't found Jesus. So what are you complaining about me about, right? This this, this reality is this. People living in the grace of God are drenched with the forgiveness that comes from God and the knowledge that he is leading their lives in spite of their shortcomings, that he loves us in the midst and in spite of our mistakes. And that leads to a life of peace when we understand God's grace. I wish you the grace of God. I wish you the peace of God in your life. Now I want to ask you just to pause for a moment. Maybe something from this message, maybe something you already knew before you came today is inhibiting Listen, it's a roadblock to your peace. Peace with God, peace with another human, or peace within yourself and in your mind. I don't want to rush through this and rush to the baptisms. We're going to baptize in just a couple minutes here. 
But I want to challenge you, whether you're at home or whether you're sitting out here in the sun, to stop for a moment and say, where is my peace and what needs to change? The peace of God and the grace of God for our lives. So Lord, as we celebrate new life, we celebrate baptism. Lord, water baptism is a a statement where we say, I repent of my sins. I know I need a savior. I know I need to be transformed in who God created me to be. But it's not just for those taking that step of faith today. It's for all of us. I surrender to God's plan for my life. I'm no longer going to live according to my nature. I'm going to die to myself. Lord, help this church to die to themselves. I've decided to follow Jesus. And so today I recognize that only God can make me a new creation. It's a different kind of life. It's like starting all over again. Living a life to please the one who created me and saved me. The old is gone, the new has come. And Lord, all across the world right now, people are being baptized in rivers, lakes, tubs, pools. It doesn't matter. But Lord, what matters for all of us is a heart that is repentant of our sins and longs to follow you. Church, would you just take a moment and recognize your sin? Would you take a moment and repent in your heart, in your mind? And would you invite the Lord to be your leader? And Lord, before we celebrate today, God, this area of peace, there are things that inhibit us from having peace in our minds, peace in our hearts. God, if there's something we cannot control, God, show us that we've done what we can and let go. God, if our mind needs rest and we're not ourselves because our mind is constantly racing, Lord, today we choose to be joyful, considerate, remember that you're coming. Not live in worry, but pray. And then, God, we pray for the peace that is beyond human understanding. God, don't let our hearts be hardened. Lord, don't let us have an unwholesome preoccupation with our old mistakes and our old failures. Lord, help us to stay involved with the world around us, all those one another scriptures. Help us to remember how much we need others, even when we want to withdraw. God, for the person who's expecting too much of themselves and they can never close that gap between perfection and ideals and who they are, God, I pray that feelings of inadequacy would not win the day. That they'd find their worth, not in what they can accomplish or perform, but in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, what a great day. Um, Listen, if God's speaking something to you, make sure you share it with someone else.